0: What's up guys? Today's episode is sponsored by Team Micro, the world's leading web design specialist for SMP artists. Is your website lacking? Do you feel it needs well, something more? Do you even have a website in the market since the very beginning? Team Micro is the godfather of SMP. No one understands your business quite like they do. With a team of 14 website designers, marketers, Content writers, search engine optimization specialists, and support staff, Team Micro has everything that you need. Go to teammicro.com forward slash marketing and mention the Scalp Solutions podcast to get a free needle pack worth $200 when you sign up. Are you ready to take your SP career to the next level? Are you ready to network with some of the industry's top artists and brands? Then you're going to want to be at the next SP Expo going down April 28th through the 30th of 2022. Oh wait, did I mention it was going to be in Paradise? That's right, folks. This SP Expo will be taking place in Tulum, Mexico at the Kirei Tulum Retreat and Spa Resort. This is an all-inclusive event. You'll get access to all speakers and vendors at the meet and greet, Q&As, award ceremony followed by an all-white party on the beach with live DJ certificate of attendance, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and drinks, free bicycles to ride to Mayan Ruins, and a three-day luxury resort stay. And guess who will be hosting? That's right, me. Now let's make this an amazing event that will undoubtedly create value for you and your business. So log on to www.dsnpexpo.com for more information and to purchase your tickets. I'll see you guys there. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalp Solutions Podcast. I am your host, David Santiago. And today I got my man coming from the mean streets of Miami, Taylor Perry. What's good, brother?
1: What's up, baby? What's up, man? Thank you for having me, bro.
0: Thank you for taking some time out to jump on the podcast. I know you are a very, 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 very busy man. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to be like you when I grow up stop playing bro you got like 10 businesses today t- t- today man I wanted we wanted to we wanted to come on together we've been talking for a little bit um and we wanted to uh to jump on this podcast I know I've interviewed you before but we wanted to address uh some certain topics because me and you both come from uh, a barbering background and um we're starting to see that obviously the industry is growing at rapid rates and we got a lot of our fellow barber brothers and sisters that are uh trickling in on the industry and um you know we we we've seen some some things that we are happy with and some things that we're unhappy with and um we spoke about this for a while i know we were like man we could make this into like a three hour long podcast and we was like you know what yeah, let's yeah, just yeah, jump yeah, yeah, yeah. on let's just jump on and we'll get into it um but before we get into that so for anyone who doesn't know who taylor perry is all right taylor perry is fucking killing the game right now at smp taylor how long have you been an smp artist
1: uh four years now
0: Four years. And prior to that, obviously, you was an incredibly established barber. How long were you cutting hair for? How long have you been a barber?
1: Uh, I've been a barber for 24 years right now. Ooh, you got me.
0: Got me. I'm on my tw- I'm working on yeah. to my 22nd. And,
1: and- it sounds crazy because I'm only 37. But oh, I've been cutting hair since what, 15. Nice, nice. 15 years old in a barbershop. Professionally Because so how-
0: I was 15. I was 15, too. I'm about to be 40. So, so count-
1: Sorry, but my math off. So I'm started at 15. I'm 37. So I don't know if my years are off, but yeah, it's, yeah. Oh so on. you 15 to 37.
0: <laughs> you off. It's, it's, <laughs> off? it's all good though. It's, it's 20. It's right. 20 plus. Yeah, because I I was I was 15, and I'm about to be 40. Yeah, and you're way older than me. So I got 20. Yeah.
1: I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: you're way older yeah. <laughs> yeah i think i'm oh shit so i should no i'm going on i'm on 24 25 and you like on 22 all right well we've so been cutting 15, hair for six, a long time six, six, six.
1: we'll count later we'll we, count we've been later, cutting bro. hair for a 15. long time
0: we know we know here. <laughs> all right so what were you doing before i mean aside from barbering um what were you doing before oh shit you said you were 15 years no, old there, man. Was wasn't no doing, there was no I've before. Never,
1: I've never had a job in my life besides cutting hair. I've been, you could say, living off the land since I was a kid. My right man. off the porch. That's what you so, know? he said. I, got, I had one job prior to cutting hair, and that was at a sub shop. I was so excited. Got my first job. Man, I'm going to buy a car. Man, I got a paycheck. It was like, I don't know, back then, 150 bucks for like two weeks. I was so pissed.
0: What was it? A sub shop? Sh- like
1: yeah, a, like sub a shop. A sandwich Subs. Like yeah, yeah. it's a little kid like 14 <laughs> or something like that and uh yeah i quit that shit first paycheck i quit I was like fuck this i'm never gonna yeah, be able to buy a yeah. car
0: i'm going back to cutting hair.
1: yeah so so what what was your introduction to S P, bro so my introduction to smp i was cutting hair for a very long time you know obviously i loved it. i wanted to cut hair you know at that time uh for that long of a time. And, um, I was burnt out, bro. I was at a really high volume barbershop, uh, me like, you know, doing 20, 30 haircuts a day. And, uh, it's cool. You know, it's great for some people, for me, I made a ton of money, but I was just done, bro. My body was done mentally. I was just done. I wanted a career change, but I don't know what to do. I'm completely lost. been cutting hair my whole life. And, uh, one of my clients comes in and I'm cutting his hair. He's not bald, but he's thin I'm cutting his hair. And he's like, yo, how do you like my head? And I'm like, it looks cool. I'm like, what do you, you put just for men in it? Like you dyed it yourself, you know? And he's like, nah, it's a tattoo. So I stopped cutting hair. I look at his head. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, wow. I'm like, this is genius, genius. And especially in Miami, we're huge on hair enhancements. So that's like right up our alley, you know? And uh, I was like, yo, give me that dude's number. He gave me the guy's number. And I'm looking at his head. It was awesome. It was amazing. It impressed me. But the hairline was crooked. It wasn't that great, you know? It was just like, but still genius, you know? So I I contact the guy who did his head. And he's like some like, whatever, world-renowned guy, trainer, teacher, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, cool, bro. Let me see. Uh, you got a portfolio. You got pictures of your work. And he's like, nah, nah, I don't really got no pictures. And I'm like, all right, cool. How long have you been a barber for? No, I'm not a barber. I'm like, okay. How long have you been a tattoo artist for? No, no, I'm not a tattoo artist. I'm like, all right, next. So I started doing my research. And I'm researching the game. And I'm seeing, starting to see people pop up. I'm like, dude, I've never heard of this. How the hell are there so many people doing this? And um, again, just... Uh, I started tattooing at 18. My oldest brother is a tattoo artist. I've been around tattooing, cutting hair my whole life. And uh, once I seen it and I did a little research, I'm like, "Yo, I'm going to murder this game. I'm going to kill it. Because they're doing dope work, but uh, not my style of work. Like natural hairlines, which look awesome and like really impressive stuff, but none of that like barber touch, you know? It's like, a you know, it's a culture thing. Um so I was like, I'm going to murder this, bro. And uh, I just said, thank you, God. I found my career change. And that was a wrap.
0: And you've been murdering ever since. Yeah. And you brought something up about your uh, your, your style and about the the barbering culture. Mm-hmm. And it's something that a few of us, uh, a lot of barbers, have brought in mm-hmm. with us to to and that has been known to say, "I would say is more cookie cutters. like they they have this they have this established foundation that has been like, "Hey, this is how you do SMP. When you attack the hairline, can, this is how you do it." But us as barbers, we're like, eh, "I could probably go a little darker because so they want it a little." They more. can
1: call it cookie cutter. They can call it whatever the hell they want. I don't give a damn because. The natural hairlines I love. I think they are amazing. They look really, really good. But me as a barber, my entire life, I've never had one person walk in the barbershop and say, Yo, T, don't line me up. Never in my life. So those guys that get the natural hairlines, typically those are the guys that get a haircut every three months. They don't give a shit. Most of them, you know? So the chances of somebody, Who doesn't care about their haircut giving me three grand is very is a lot lower than somebody who gets a haircut once or twice a week you know what i mean um so you know i'll take the cookie cutters because that's my culture and where i'm from and what we like right right and and
0: and that's what i'm saying so it's like and what i meant by cookie cutter it was like you know oh because we're known for you know and new yorkers we we get it too like wow you you know the hairline is so sharp it looks fake this, that, the third. And I try to tell cats. I stop defending. I stop defending our style. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. even do it yeah. anymore because at the end of the day, the clients are walking out of here. We gave them what they want. I don't care what it used to look like, what the hairline used to look like 10 years ago. In New York, mm-hmm. it's like when I was defending yeah. it, I would tell them, all right, how about this, bro? Let's take you to the South Bronx. We're going to take you to a <laughs> barbershop, and I want you yeah. to pay attention to – Every single haircut that comes out of there, whether it be a number one, a a Brooklyn fade, a Brooklyn taper, a a DA, they all have a hairline. Like they'll comb a little bit to the front just so they can make that crispy hairline. That's what everybody wants.
1: And when he says, let's watch all the haircuts that are coming out of here, he's not talking about five guys. He's talking about hundreds. Yeah. Like, it's, that's what we do.
0: This is, this is what, it's that's the, the culture. It's the culture. Exactly. It's yeah. the culture. So like you said, you have, you know, your style and I want to bring it up because I want to talk about the elephant in the room. Me and mm-hmm. you have had this conversation, um, in the beginning when I was kind of like losing my, my, like I was scared to completely like the Barbara yes. completely yeah, come it's into like, the game yeah, it's and, like, and experiment. Yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, I get it. I don't really want to go that dark. That really doesn't look too good. And then I had to like, yo, but hold on a minute, bro. Like, I'm talking, I'm thinking about Dave at the chair and how I was always like, yeah. nah. Like, this headline needs to look like if you touch it, you're gonna be mm-hmm. bleeding. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're yeah. gonna be
0: bleeding, right? So, you have been a, a-, a topic of a lot of artists. They've, they've taken your pictures and fucking Mm -hmm. did like memes and saying like, oh, this guy's botching dudes or he's going too dark, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. How does that, how does that make you feel? Or like, what do you even have to say about that?
1: So at the beginning, when I first started and because everything I do, I do with passion. I do everything I do. I don't half-ass anything. So no matter what I do, if you see me doing something, I'm giving it my all. So at the beginning, it really hurt me, you know, especially cause I'm doing everything with such good intentions. So it was a little rough, you know, and I'm like, yo, what am I going to do? Like go around and fight everybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, we can't do that. We're running businesses. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like overcame it and I just realized that's just part of being successful is you're going to have some guys hating on you. It happens. And um, it doesn't bother me anymore, you know, Um, because my ultimate goal is client satisfaction and making my clients happy. My clients love me and I love them. So what some jackass in the middle of nowhere says about me that nobody knows in real life, it doesn't really matter. You know, they could talk on the Internet, but in real life, nobody knows who they are. You know, (laughs) my clients love me and I love them and as long as i give them what they want that's ultimately our goal as artists is to provide for our clients you know and again if somebody's completely bald yeah you can't go crazy dark on them you know what i mean like you gotta there is limits you know what i mean right but um it's all preference man
0: so so now you don't listen to the noise
1: you don't listen nah, to I'm, the- I'm so i'm i'm so uh, like the ladder, right? The ladder of success. When you first start something, and probably this can relate to any industry. I want to say when you're first climbing up this ladder, it's uh, it's all, it's always it's like competition. Like, you know, if you're doing what I'm doing and, and F you and you know what I mean? It's, it's you know, it's all of that. And, you know, as you're kind of higher up the ladder, those guys start getting knocked off or they don't elevate with you. They're still at the bottom of the ladder. So most people who are talking shit, photoshopping other people's pictures, hating, they're still at the bottom of the ladder. Cause as you climb up the ladder of success, it's still competition. It's still, but it's friendly competition right. because we all respect each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm at the point where uh, it is competition, but it's friendly competition. And you know, I don't really get that type of stuff anymore. You know, so and uh, everybody on my level, we all we we respect each other to the fullest. You know, and we
0: give each other shit,
1: and we do it. Yeah, we, we fuck with each we, other, and we do it. And we do it, it. We do it in the public. Do it. In all, the public. We do it in it's pub. all. It's all, and it's all love too. You know. Yeah, of course, so, because we we all know how hard we work to get to where we're at. Yeah,
0: definitely. So, at least for me. I'm gonna tell you like what changed for me as a, as a you know, mm-hmm. like adapting, uh, like not adapting, like really bringing in more of the barbering and like steering away yes. with just like what the gurus, the S and P gurus were saying and yeah. what it did for me. So I don't know if it happened for you, but once I stopped listening and worrying mm-hmm. about all the industry and just like, mm-hmm. yo, let me do, let me work on my style, how I go about business. And I'm not worrying about any of these cats. I'm not worrying about social media. Every post got to be a before and after, et cetera. Once I started doing that, it was game over for me. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like once you like stopped listening to what other people were saying you had to do or you should be doing, mm-hmm. did that change uh, you know, the mm-hmm. way business went for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to. Anyone who's listening, I can like I can say is uh, when you start becoming successful, this all this stuff is going to happen. And I think it happens to most people, uh, if not everyone. But I got to the point where yo, I got to put like uh, like those blinders like the horses wear, and we it's spoke about this. I don't yeah, care yeah. Uh, if this guy is up here and I'm down here or who's where. Only thing that matters is me, right? and focus only on me and where I'm headed. And I just stopped looking at everybody. I only worried about myself. And man, everything just changed. The whole world changes everything, you know? And uh, slowly, like all that rah-rah stuff kind of just fades off as these guys get knocked off the ladder. If they don't get knocked off the ladder, they're usually still in the same spot as you elevate. Yeah, Yeah, they do do that one climb a month. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, um, yeah, man, it's just, it's all love. And, uh, you know, uh, even when I look like when I started SP and a lot of these guys were like, yo, who the, who the fuck is this new guy? Da, da, da. And, and like, you know, how is he so busy and blah, blah, blah. And he's doing straight edge ups. And I'm like, yo, new guy, like you're the fucking new guy. Who are you? <laughs> oh, I've been doing SMP for seven years. I'm like, all right, I've been cutting hair and doing tattoos for 20 so who are you? Yeah, you're yeah, in my yeah. industry. Yeah, S&P, they, they consider it, you know, its own industry. But nah, bro, you're in the nice, beauty yeah, industry, yeah, 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 which I've been in my entire life. So you're new. You used to sell car insurance or whatever. <laughs> I've been in, I'm born and raised in this. Yeah, yeah I never had another, I've never had another job besides the beauty industry. So all you guys have been doing S&P for 10 years. Guess what? You're still the new guy, not me you know that's my outlook got you and so check this out i'm gonna tell you a quick story right
0: because (laughs) i don't know if i told you this um i know tim knows about it you know we all we all shoot the shit. you know behind the scenes um together Uh, and we give each other a lot of shit. so we saw because you know i like to do memes with the pictures i like that's that's my thing i do the memes right so I saw this one ad. It was like a legit Facebook ad. And I'm looking and I'm like, wow, this dude put money behind that. Like, he's literally, like, he's botching this dude's head. So, uh-huh. I make a meme, you know, my peoples put it out. And you know what? I'll be honest. Like, I didn't even make that meme. But, you know, my oh, guy. Oh, I
1: think I remember. I remember my this My guy
0: one. made the meme. You know, they got access to the 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 scalp, you know, the business one. So, they threw yeah, it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I find out after because dude's wife called me yeah. and I had yes. no idea. I was like, she was like, yeah, you just put a, you know, you just put a picture of my husband and, and you was talking bad about him. And I'm thinking like, first of all, like I never put nothing like directly speaking bad yeah. about anyone. You know, I yeah, just put like I, a funny meme. So I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, what's happening right now? So I'm looking on my storyline. Like I don't see anything, but it was, you know, the 24 hours already have passed. All right. So the whole point of this is because, you know, I posted it because I figured, you know, dude was like botched. So anyway, now I tell her like, listen, with all due respect, I appreciate you. I think it's noble that you stepping up to bat for your husband. But let me talk to him. Let me talk to him. Like, if I offended him, let me at least explain myself why I did it. So now I call up my people. I'm like, yo. What's going on? They're like, yeah, this is the guy. This is the picture. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm on the phone right now with his wife. Shit. She's crazy uh, pissed off because she's like, that's, that's unprofessional what you did. You know, yeah, you look yeah. like you're a good artist yourself. How would you like if I did this to you? So I'm like, listen, let me just talk to your husband. I don't think she she, she didn't think uh, that I spoke Spanish. Uh-huh. My husband gets on the phone. And, you know, I'm listening to him and he's like, listen, bro, I've been cutting hair for over 20 years. When dudes come to me, they know what they want. They're showing me pictures. He's, and, and this is exactly what he said, right? So, you know, again, uh-huh. when as a businessman, like, you know, you, you can't just be ignorant. You gotta be, you know, you gotta listen to every side. You, yeah. Every, yeah. Everyone's yeah. different perspective, you know what I mean? on how they function. Uh-huh. He was like, yo, these guys are coming in here, they're showing me pictures and they're going, this is what I want. And I tell them, this is how much I'm gonna charge you. And they tell me that's okay. This is what I want. Yeah. And he's like, my job is to satisfy the customer. He was like, I don't know what you know about business. I'm not telling you that in a bad way. But I'm like, no, nah, I hear you. I was hearing him out. He was like, but yeah. in business, yeah. have you ever heard the saying that the customer's always right? And I was kind of like, okay, he's spitting. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys. Yeah. So you know, and I, and I, and so it's like 50-50, right? Because part of it is kind of like okay, the dude's paying you money, but in the S&P industry and and with the standards that are are set, it's kind of like, yeah, but that's kind of like botching. Like, do we really want that? But then it's kind of like, yo, if you don't do it, he's going to go to somebody else. He's going to be like, this is what I want. I need you to make this happen. And they're going to do it. So like, after hearing him speak like that, I was kind of like, oh shit, like, I get it. Like, I understand what he's saying. I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I should have just let homie rock. I mean, we do have some cats that that put yeah. some stuff out there that we know is like, holy shit. But yeah, he justified it. I was kind of like, look, I still don't think I would do it, like the what he was doing, but yeah, I was kind of yeah, like, you yeah, know yeah. what? I'ma leave, I'm gonna leave him alone. So it's kind of like I'm I saying that because it made me think because then I was like, you know, now you know we have you and and people try to hit you up with the same shit, but then it's, it goes right back to it's the same thing because these are this is what they want, you mm-hmm. know. Like, and they're coming to us because they're like, "Yo, you guys are barbers, and if anybody's gonna do this shit super straight and crispy and boxed, it's yeah. gonna be you it's,
1: guys." You know, uh, there, there's obviously a, a line. You know, there is some crazy looking stuff. You know, that happens yes, with yes. you know newer artists, but um, you know, I want to say most of the industry uh when we started is just a completely different culture than us. Um and uh they just have to understand there's other cultures in the world. You know? Yeah and I think so, it's okay. I'm sorry, you, bro. I thought you Yeah, were. my bad. If one of my clients if I gave one of my clients um a really you know like very light, light work that you could barely, barely see, he's gonna be freaking pissed. He's gonna be so amazing think I robbed him. So again, somebody from a different culture, that wants a nice soft, you know, five o'clock shadow, like that's what he wants. And if he got an edge up, he would be pissed. So it's all culture, man. It's all preference. You know, um, I'm an artist and I appreciate all styles and I love naturals. I love edge ups. I love it all. And I love the variety, you know, And uh, I just, I'm just known for edge ups. I'm a barber and most of my clients, that's what they want. Um, Not that that's all I do. I do everything. There's nothing I can't do, but that's just mainly what my clients coming to me for, you know? Right, right. And um, just got to appreciate, man. Appreciate all cultures.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know,
1: I know barbers, we get a, we get a hard rap.
0: We got a bad rap in the, uh, in the industry, but there's a couple of things and we're going to, we're going to start touching in on that because for the most part, me and you have both agreed that. Uh, to a certain extent, people have the right to, to feel, you know, yeah. how they feel. But today, we're going to kind of want to let them know, like, yo, this is why we behave certain ways. Because, again, yeah. what it all I, comes down to it, with every, everything is Everything culture.
1: you say, I've always agreed with. Every, like, everything there's... is
0: culture. Um, we've both agreed that we, uh, we ride that fine line, meaning uh, we're not unprofessional but you know you could tell that you know we're rough around
1: the um, <laughs> around you know the what it edge. is it's called authentic okay that's what it's called it's authentic
0: got you so i'm and not even i'm not, even, to a pr- waste, we, I'm not even gonna waste i'm not even gonna waste time trying to pr- trying to break that down yeah we, we
1: we run our businesses in a very professional way but it's authentic you know it's yeah, the you know. same. I, I run my shop extremely professional. It can't be more professional than it is, but this is the same environment I worked in my whole life, which is barbering the barber culture. So when you come in here, super comfortable, it's cozy. It's like the type of place you could watch the game on Sunday at, you know, um, very clean, very sterile. I don't got a doctor's suit on, you know, I'm not hitting you with all this crazy literature. I'm talking the same way I would talk to you if we were hanging out, you know? Um, so it's just, you know, comfortable, man. I want you to feel like at home when you come here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just being yourself, essentially. You know, that's something I had a really hard time with I'm in the beginning. I'm an artist,
1: not a doctor. In the, in the
0: beginning. I'm a doctor. I love doctor. Sorry. <laughs> I had put that one in there. So, so now, you know, right, we already, sp- you know, we spoke about you, your background, a little bit of the come up. Um, And again, like we kind of wanted to dedicate this podcast to, well, actually, you know what, not only to, to barbers, but to artists, just S&P artists that don't have the barbering background so they could kind of get yeah. a better understanding of like barbers and why we are the way we are, our mentality, the culture, all yes. that good stuff. So that being said... We want to talk about. Let's start tapping into the the transitioning from a barber to mm-hmm. to S and P, and you know how that was f- for you. And there's certain mannerisms and customs and courtesies that we do mm-hmm. as barbers yeah. that we know don't really sit well in the S and P industry which of those did you leave behind which of those did you bring over with you
1: yeah yeah I got you um so uh start like the transition I could say yeah uh so and anybody listening to this that's not a barber or in the beauty industry and when I when uh like me they say barbering uh I can kind of say beauty industry, you know, we're barbers. So you're gonna hear that word a lot cause that's just what we're used to, but beauty industry, uh, you, you deal with cosmetics. So the transition from that to SMP, I like to tell my students uh, that are in the beauty industry. This is not a career change for you. This is a service, right? It's the highest paying service possible. So this service can change your career you know, but it's not a career change. We're still in the same industry, you know? So implementing this service into what we already do, whether you're a barber or a stylist, even a makeup artist, whatever. So uh, right off from day one, we have a buffet of clientele at our fingertips, you know? So I tell them, let's keep, I, I, my come up was completely organic um, and I didn't, Put myself in situation. I let it grow. I let I let this business, I let this service grow, and eventually that service took over my career. And I don't cut hair anymore, you know. But you got to grow it, just like a plant, you know. So we're planting that seed. Um, so right off the rip, we got a buffet of clients at our fingertips. So now we have to educate, right? Um, awareness. So you got to make awareness of our new service, SMP. Show every client that walks in your shop. I don't care if they're going to laugh at you. I don't care if they're going to get it. It don't matter. You have to make awareness of the service. So I was relentless, bro. You step foot in my barbershop. You are looking at my pictures. You're going to know I'm doing SMP. I don't care. And I'm showing dudes and dudes tell me it was stupid. And that's fine. Because guess what? Your homeboy might like it. Right. Right. You know, so I'm showing everyone and to be like uh, the transition, I learned that when I would show some people and they would kind of I felt like they blew me off or paid me no mind. They I, I was still dropping the seed and they didn't necessarily blow me off, uh, even though I kind of felt like that But six months later. They're like, yo, Tia, I think I'm ready to get it, bro. So the same guy that kind of just turn his head when I showed him and didn't say one word was thinking about it. He just kind of maybe didn't know how to respond, you know? So at the beginning, you might feel like people are blowing you off or, you know, you're not getting no traction, but it takes time. And it's a, a snowball effect where it will slowly get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and I didn't get a big overhead, I started in the barbershop on Sundays when the shop was closed and uh, Sunday was my designated S and day. So, uh, starting off in the beauty industry, you guys got to make goals. My goal was one client a week, every Sunday, whether it was a second session, a third session, or a new guy didn't matter. I have to touch a real person once a week. If I didn't do that, then I practiced when I got home. I practiced every single day for almost eight, nine months, you know, I'll take a couple of days off, but I'm, I'm practicing when I get home. And uh, if I did a real client, I would skip the practice that day. And my goal, I hit my goal from day one. I hit the goal every Sunday. I did one session at least. And then that grew to three guys, the four guys, I was doing five guys every Sunday, five sessions. And then from then I started doing it at night when the shop was closed. So four nights a week at eight o'clock after I'm done cutting hair, I'm sitting on my station. I'm doing SP one session. So I went, I worked seven days a week for over a year and a half. And I got my storefront because I had no more free time to book clients. So I was forced to get my storefront. So I didn't just start from scratch with a lot of bills and overhead. You know what I mean? Got I you. Got, you got the steady, steady I, climb. I was I was forced to get the store cause I grew so big. Uh, so I, I wanna say, um, try not to get a big overhead, try to keep everything as low as possible and grow it organically. And eventually, you know, you'll, uh, you can start doing ads and get a little office or, or, you know, whatever it may be, but try to grow it organically. And with, with a very low overhead, I'm doing this because I enjoy and I really want to get successful. If I had an overhead, a huge overhead, I had to come up with this money every month. Now, now you start chasing cash and uh, you're miserable. Your mentality, your mentality will change because you have to come up with this money now, you know? Um, and I don't like chasing cash. I want to enjoy what I do. You know what I mean? Right, right. And bought up. Uh, we 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 get uh, there's a there's a question
0: that we both get very often from from other barbers and it's yo should I shut down my barbershop oh, and yes, just yes. that was it, it, it yes that should it. I shut down my barbershop and just be exclusive to SMP because you know they they got their first month you know and they're like yo I just did you know, 10 clients because now it's a new service and they're thinking like, wow, you know what? Taylor Perry's got a nice office. You know, Dave's got six rooms, blah, blah, blah. Like they're barbers, Mm -hmm. I could do this. But what they don't know is you do not ever shut down that barbershop until you've created and scaled it to a level like what you did, like what I did, where I knew, okay, this is good. I'm getting at least eight to ten a month where I could handle a, a bigger office, etc. And we both have reasons as to why they should keep that barbershop open. So I'm going to let you start off as to why that barbershop is key to being a, a successful s and artist if you're a barber coming into the game.
1: All right, really good. Let me plug my computer in real fast because it's just going (laughs) to (sighs) die. Sorry, my battery's getting eaten up. Let me plug this in real quick.
0: Intermission. We got the intermission here. We're going to leave behind the scenes here too.
1: Sorry, guys. It looks looks like
0: Taylor Perry has a 75-foot wide uh, (laughs) photography light that is lighting up his his entire office. Artists, do you want to ensure your client's SP procedure looks its absolute very best? Of course, you do. That's why, here at Scalp Solutions Grooming Company, we developed our SP Aftercare Kit. Formulated to be used immediately after your SP procedure to ensure proper healing and pigment retention, our SP Aftercare products will protect you and your client's SP investment and keep it looking fresh at all times. So, log on to scalpsolutionsny.com. Forward slash shop and pick up your aftercare kit today. Use discount code SS Podcast and save 15% off your order. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode.
1: Sorry, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Um, all right. So the bar, all right. So that was yeah, that is keeping the barbershop open good, and why. Such a great topic, and that's one of the things I hear so often. So that barbershop is your advertisement that barbershop is your source of clientele. So I never, ever, what I say, kick your barbers out and turn into a full blown S office, utilize it. You got a, a buffet of clients right from day one, which most people that are not in the beauty industry don't have the luxury of, of having that, you know? So that is better than any Google ad or Facebook ad you can pay for. You got clientele, local clientele in your community that already has a relationship with you, you know? So, you know, I started after hours in the shop, but, you know, ideally get an office separate from your barbershop or a small room in the back at the beginning. And you'll utilize that shop to the fullest, yeah. You know?
0: Absolutely. Never, it is and, a funnel.
1: And, and uh even if you you know, you get your own office, right? And you do have some overhead and SP is slow at the beginning, you got your shop, man. Your shop's holding you down. When you don't got SP, you're cutting hair. Or you got your barbers paying you the rent or percentage, whatever you have. And that's gonna take care of your your bills for your SP office. You know, it's gonna support each other. Um, so definitely. That's your roots, man. Don't get rid of your roots. Like, yeah, you know
0: that. That's a funnel. That's free Facebook it's ads. A that's, that's,
1: that's a funnel. Man, that's that, you said it. That's you what you
0: need. Like, you know how like when you get really deep into the marketing, like what we do, and we like, you know, we want like these lead generating services and all that. Like a barbershop. That is it. So if you're barbering, you're yeah. listening you don't shut down that barbershop you know why how many just think about it how many times have you had a client come to you and they go yo I got a little bit of hair loss in the front of my hairline or I got a little bit of you know my, my hair is thinning on the crown is there anything that you could do for me like you no longer have to be like oh yeah I got you bro I got some enhancements I got some hair fibers I got some black magic Beijing kiss you could be like yo I got this new service that I offer. It's called Scott Micropigmentation. Let me show you some pictures. Boom. Got them. And keeping that barbershop open, if you're the only one that's providing that service, guess what? If that's your shop, you as the leader, now you, you, you sit down your barbers and you let them know, yo, guys, check this out. If you got a client and they come in and they're experiencing a little bit of hair loss or they're looking for enhancements, make sure you let them know. About scalp micropigmentation, and that I offer it, and then to keep them wanting to send you referrals from their own chair, you throw them a little something. They renting out the chair for you for two hundred dollars a week. Be like, nah, John, I appreciate you, bro. You gave me a client that do bless me. Maybe a two thousand dollar. Don't even give me the. Don't even give me the booth. Don't even give me the chair rental mm-hmm. this week, bro. I appreciate you because now it's gonna keep them. They they they're gonna feel compelled now to help you. Because you're giving them value by giving them a whole week's free, you know, for them to make money and bring food to their table. So, like that barbershop, man, I I sometimes regret it because I I miss it. But then Mm -hmm. a part of me is kind of like, damn, like on them months that you like really out there like trying to hustle and push and you telling the marketing team, like, yo, let's change this, change these words, do this with the campaign. It's like, man, if I would have had a barbershop,
1: Mm-hmm. Every day,
0: we got like yeah. 40, 50 people coming revolving in, in door. that thing, recycling, bro, all day, every day, bro. Revol-
1: revolving door. I used to do that too. I used to tell the barbers, I'll pay half your rent. I didn't own the shop. So I'll tell them, yeah, I'll pay half your rent, any client you send me. Yeah,
0: see? Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. And now, speaking of that, right, I get a lot of questions um, from barbers. Well, we we both do. You know, we've had these conversations mm-hmm. before. There's a lot of misconceptions, right? Because I've had barbers that are like, yo, how do you feel about me coming in on the weekends when my barbershop is closed and I put up a curtain so that nobody could see? And, mm-hmm. you know, I set up a nice little shop. I mean, I keep it nice, clean, sanitary, and I start doing SP to start building myself up. And mm-hmm. I tell them, as a businessman, you know, not just it being SP, we all know you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You don't want to start in 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 the in the bathroom, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But we gotta start somewhere, and these these uh these barbers that are coming into the game are being told things like, "No, you don't want to do that. You need to go get an office. You need to be professional, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera." And I just wanted to take a little bit of time to address that because I feel like a lot of cats that are giving this advice are not understanding. Like to scale a business, you gotta start at the bottom sometimes. And there's absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with you having humble beginnings and asking the owner of the barbershop, hey, you close on Sundays? You know, can I set up shop? You know, throw a curtain on Mm -hmm. top, you know, keep the state out. I I don't give a shit if that's illegal, bro. You're trying to scale, you're trying to build. Mm -hmm. You don't wanna put yourself in this predicament where you go now cause you listening to this dude and he, you get yourself a, a room that you can't even afford because you don't even have proof of concept yet and you don't have any clients. So you know what? Use that barbershop, set yourself up somewhere nice, put a little curtain, separate it, make sure it's sanitary and work on your craft, build your portfolio. And I don't understand like why some cats knock that. You got some of the biggest establishments in this country, in this world, and they started from a garage. You know what I mean? Like, from a garage. Like, would you go to Apple or, or, or Amazon and tell them, hey man, you you went about this wrong? No, look what they built working out of a uh out of a garage. All right, guys, we had a little technical difficulties here, you know? We make a lot of money, you got cheap computers, you know, things happen. <laughs> All right, so (laughs) where we cut off at, we were talking about um, barbers uh, wanting to just come up and, you know, that I've been getting a lot of barbers who always come to me because they know I'm from a barbering background and they're like, listen, you know, I was told that I I shouldn't set up shop at the back of the barbershop, even though I want to put a curtain and keep it nice and sterile, um, you know, little station, you know, what do I think? And I always tell them like, yo, go for it, man. You want to go for it because you don't want to keep up with the Joneses. When you try to keep up with the Joneses, that's how you end up with your company upside down. And now you owe a crap load of money. You take out all these loans and now you're stuck. You're trapped because you didn't even give yourself the opportunity to scale correctly or to give your your potential consumers a proof of concept. How, how do you feel about that? Like them receiving that kind of... uh.
1: That kind of advice. advice. Okay. So um, should you be doing S P in your barber shop after hours or in a back room during open hours? I I would I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with them, right? That you should have your own office for S P. It should be taken out of the barbershop. Yes, I do agree with that. Um, but we gotta get there. Right. So, how do we get there? So let's uh, uh, let's let's do this. Let's set a target. Right. Our target, our goal is to have our own S P studio. Okay. So that's our goal. That's the target. So now let's work backwards. What do we got to do to get to that target? You know. And we'll work our way back. We gotta. We gotta. We need a portfolio. Right. We need uh, experience. We need money um so we gotta we gotta get all this before we get this office so if you get the office and we get our target but we don't have all the necessary items to run this office you know so number one let's start working after hours let's utilize what we have let's work in the shop on sundays when it's closed or after hours at night and let's build our portfolio. Let's build our, our, uh, experience. Let's get really good. Let's learn. And, uh, slowly as you get experience and as your portfolio grows, now you're going to start charging money. Yep. You know, I don't think you should charge money on day one. I think you should, you shouldn't enjoy doing this. You should want to get good. You got to get good. Um, so as the more heads you do, Now you can start charging a little more and a little more and a little more and save that bread, stack it away. It's extra money. You cut hair all day or you did hair, you know, whatever you did, You you, that's holding us down. This is extra money to save that. And as your portfolio grows, as your skills get better, you're saving more money. Now, eventually... That little that where we started, it's building a bigger circle and a bigger circle and the snowball is growing. Now we can go get that office because I know I'm consistently getting one to three heads a month and my bills are covered, you know, right. And that's going to take you some time to get there or whatever. Um, So when you do get this office, you're not scrambling to pay these bills, you know, and uh, just let it be organic, man. Utilize everything you got. Anyone listen to this, that's not in the beauty industry. This is the same thing for you guys. Utilize this. If you got to do this in your living room, but for the first few people, then that's what it is. You got to, you got to get good at this. You got to learn, you got to do this, you know, um, don't just, uh, set up all these bills and expensive office when you've only done one head or one, you know, portion of skin at your uh training, you know? Let's let's do some heads, let's let's get some experience. Um, there's plenty of barbers that actually choose to cut hair at their house. You know? Yeah. It, you know, it's like it's a normal thing.
0: thing. They don't know any better. And again, it comes to like if you don't know the culture, like you're like, oh, that's unprofessional. Are you crazy? Some of the there's, most successful barbers make their money exclusively from cutting hair in somebody's kitchen
1: yeah yeah. same thing with tattoo artists there's millions of tattoo artists amazing and again like i get it we said it like in the very
0: beginning it's it's acceptable you know you you need to build yourself up and and you want to scale the business correctly because you don't want to immediately you know jump off the porch and you know accumulate all those all those bills
1: you, you know it's funny uh all right, so that you mentioned this, right? I right before we got on this podcast, I was talking to my boy, Juice the Barber in Orlando. And uh this is exactly what we talked about right before this podcast. So funny. So Juice is one of the best SMP artists out. And a lot of people might not know who he is at the moment. He's pretty known in the barber world. Um, SP world, he's not that known. This guy is fire. Fire. Yeah, I know, I know who Juice is. All right. So I'm talking to Juice. I'm like, Juice, he's been working in the shop. He got a little, a small back room in his barbershop. His shop's extremely clean. He's a clean freak. His shop is extremely clean. He's got a real nice truck
0: too. He's got a nice mobile, the the mobile barbershop.
1: Yeah. So his shop's extremely clean. Great setup. He got a little room in the back. Um, And over the years, you know, he's working out of his barbershop and uh he's getting busier and busier his portfolio has gotten so big and he started charging cheap charge a little more a little more right now he's charging you know regular price 25 3000 uh per client um and i'm telling him juice you know what your next step is he's like what it's like you got to get your own office you got to take the SP out of the barbershop now and he's like dude that's exactly what i what i've been thinking i'm actually looking for a place right now so juice did this completely organic right and now he's charging full price when he leaves and gets his own office you're not going to leave his barbershop he's going to get you know his own office solely for smp his bookings are going to go up big time because there is clients that are not going to want to come to your barbershop there's a client they're going to want a little bit more privacy and um I believe that S P should be done in a private place, you know? Yeah, agree. Um, but that that's the that's like exactly what we're talking about is the process. He went through the whole process, you know? Yeah. And sure. and now he's moving out. But his portfolio is thick. His yeah. portfolio is bigger than most people, you know. That's
0: awesome. And and that's the way to that's the way to do it. And before, you know, we we cut off, what I was seeing was you have some of the biggest uh institutions, corporations in the world that started from bedrooms garages yeah, and yeah oh I, I already know what's gonna oh but they're not dealing with blood this, that, no no it doesn't matter if you go back 20 years ago mm-hmm. and this person if jeff bezos and, and fucking bill gates and all of them told you this is what i got going on in my garage and in the future it's gonna be worth 80 billion dollars they would have looked at them and be like yo you're crazy Nobody starts a tech company from a Mm -hmm. garage or from a bedroom, and here it is. So, uh, all we're not saying, hey, listen, be all crazy, ghetto, and ratchet with it, but at some point, you're gonna have to have some humble beginnings. Do it, be as sanitary as you absolutely possibly can, because the last Mm -hmm. thing you wanna do is give someone an infection, but don't be quick to just go get that office and you haven't established a client base because. Guess what? You just set yourself up for disaster. And Mm -hmm. that is going to lead to our next topic, which is SP is not, I repeat, hold on, is not a get rich quick scheme, y'all. All All right. Where does he applause at? Where does he applause at? (laughs) Listen, man, a lot, A, I don't. Whoever takes this out of context and take this, listen, man, I know the thing is coming to game, you're going to make $100,000 your first year, et cetera, et cetera. No, you're not. You are not going to make $100,000 your first year. Here's why. Because you probably have no business foundation skills, so you don't even know how to run a business. That's not your fault. It's okay. It's okay. You need to learn those things. I'm just saying a lot of cats are like, I'm going to teach you something and you're going to make $100,000. Can the skill that they're showing you when used correctly and and when you go forward correctly, can you make $100,000 your first year? Hell yeah, of course. Absolutely, you can. But if you think you're just going to spend three days learning the basic fundamentals, of SP and I'm talking to barbers and why barbers? Because bar we love money. We here like what? 250, 3000 a head I'm charging $60 for a fade. I'm doing 20 of these. Hell no, 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 no. And you forget about the Clippers. Now you want to close down the barbershop. And you like, I'm going to go. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> you forget about everything. you like, I'm going to be the next Taylor Perry. I'm going to be the next Chris. I'm going to get this Lambo by my sixth month. My trainer told me I'm going to make 250000 my first year. No, you're not. This shit is not a get-rich-quick scheme fellas ladies you got to put in work taylor please give them
1: something bro let them know it's not easy so yeah the the chances of you making 100k your first year are pretty low not saying you can't do it i've seen it done a lot of times but it's it's the people who do make that 100k the first year are typically the people who don't come in here trying to make the 100k that first year Mentally, they come in wanting to learn. You know, they they enjoy the process. So there is there is uh, in this industry, uh, it's became uh, a sales pitch, a get rich sales pitch. Take this class, you're going to get you rich. You're going to make you 100k a year. You're going to make a million dollars. I've heard a lot of people say you're going to make a million dollars in a year, and I'm like, like how sway, how sway? Yeah, I'm like, uh. (laughs) damn that's fucked up but like you know so uh lost my train of thought we're talking about the million dollars is not a get rich quick scheme yeah okay so the hack right the hack to not SP, the hack to life right to get rich fast as possible especially in SP. you want to get rich as fast as possible and that is to go through the entire process of learning starting from scratch, completely organic. That is the fastest way possible. There's no get rich scheme. You gotta do the work. And if you enjoy doing the work, you're gonna do it every day and then you're gonna get fast. You're gonna get good fast. So I got a student that went home and did like 10 heads his first week, Jawan in Brooklyn. Let me tell you something about Jawan. His first year, he bought a fucking Lamborghini. Yeah, That's my guy right there. I believe it, but, man.
0: There's some of these cats that are out there. They're getting it that the industry doesn't know. but And they don't care to be known by the industry.
1: Yeah, like, he doesn't care. He doesn't want, care. They just want to get it. So let's let's put it like this. I got Juwan. I trained him. He went home. He did 10 heads his first week. He's a barber. And did 10 heads his first week for free. For free. He wanted to do it. And he started charging a few hundred bucks. Then a little bit more, and then a little bit more. But he stayed consistent. He practiced every day. He was constantly booking clients. If he had a couple bucks at home, go take it. If he didn't, he's going to take it because he wants your pictures. He wants to build his portfolio. This kid made a lot of money his first year. I got another guy I trained, went home. All he cared about was the money. He paid a lot for training, I understand. And he wants to charge $2,500 right off the rip and he won't budge. He's not taking no for an answer, but guess what? He went home and did nobody for months. Finally, he broke, did got somebody for like 1800. All right. He got one head. Uh, we're talking three, four, about three and a half years ago. Now he's starting to slowly make process of uh, progress. Yeah. Meanwhile, Juwan went home and what this guy did in three years. Juwan did in a week. Yeah. So, because Juwan was just so excited to do this. He was so happy. So, uh, you know, it's just uh, the, the process. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go through the process. You gotta build your portfolio. You gotta get good. Just enjoy it. You know, yeah. um, it's not a get rich scheme. Okay, I lost my train of thought again. But what I was getting at, you got the guy who took three years and he's barely right now starting to make progress, and then you got Jawan who was busting, just busted out of this class and just started killing it, right? They typically, both of those those two guys spent the same amount of time practicing. Juwan did it in a month, and that guy did it in three years. Yeah, but it's so, a
0: different mindset. One dude came into game exclusively for money. And yes. what a lot of people need to understand with s and and p is no different than any other business. And you're probably like, who the hell are you to say this? You're just an S&P artist. No, I'm not. I have several successful businesses, so I like to bring that over. This is why I speak about business foundations and financial literacy more than S&P tips because I see that that's what a lot of these people lack. And they don't realize S&P, uh, S&P business is no different from any other business you need some foundations and you need some fundamentals and you need some understanding and you're going to take time you need patience for you to scale your business and if you come in here just like any business that you start exclusively for money you're gonna fail do we all go into business for money yes of course we do but guess what the people that succeed have some passion for the industry That they're in so like you said earlier right you love what you do right once you start loving Mm -hmm. it and you were genuine about it the money starts coming in but if you're just coming Mm -hmm. in going oh hold up you know i'm gonna make a million dollars my first year hell yeah i'm gonna get it first off let's let's just break this shit down right now because i hate hearing that yo uh, you're gonna make a million dollars your first year let's do some basic math because you know we hear these big numbers and we don't break Mm -hmm. this down but i'm gonna break this down to you so you guys can understand what it takes to make a million dollars, all right? And this is, taxes, all right, this is not including taxes, all right, guys? It's not including taxes, all right? So you want to make a million dollars. You like saying that the average procedure costs $3,000, right? Boom. That one million divided by 3,000, if my calculations are correct, is 333. That means you have to do... Is it 333, bro? I see you pulling out I'm the calendar. It. yeah. <laughs>
1: 333? It. Hold up,
0: hold on. Come up. on, don't do it to me, bro.
1: No, I think you're you're I think you're right on point. Uh so yeah. 1,000 divided. Right? By.
0: You want to make the million dollars, right? So boom, here you go. To make those million dollars for the first year. All right. This is if you are only doing SP, not training, because there's cats out there that they're making these kind of money, but they're training. Bam. <coughs> Look at that. Who's your boy? See that? <laughs> <clears throat> See that? When you a six-figure by the name of Jigger, you know these numbers. Listen. I, so check it out, right? A million dollars. Now you like to say that the average procedure costs $3,000. Boom. That means you have to do 333 clients. That's first sessions. First sessions. We're not even talking about second and third. So that means how many, how many days we got in a year? 365? You essentially have to do one client every day. Mm-hmm. Guess who's doing that? Not you who just finished that three-day fundamentals training, bro. So don't get caught <laughs> up on that. <laughs> don't Listen, don't get caught up on it. Don't, get, don't let your trainer G you and telling you that you're going to make a million dollars your first year in the middle of a tsunami. It's not going to happen all right this is just like any other business it takes patience you need to have financial literacy you need to have a business foundation background there's so much stuff that you need to understand and barbers if you're listening i'm sorry that i gotta come at you like this fellas but it's this this is the reality man you can't come in here thinking that you're gonna be the next taylor perry by june 2022 it's
1: not it's not (laughs) gonna
0: happen it's not gonna happen. You
1: man. you can you can be. It can but it's happen. It's gonna take time. But it's gonna, gonna take time. Absolutely. Uh, every, everything he's telling you guys is is the pure honest truth. And if you guys got passion, you can be extremely successful. Oh yeah. You know absolutely. So it's it's uh, man. You guys come in this and uh, just just uh, just do the work, man. Do the work. You're gonna win. And you'll win.
0: And we'll see you at the top. And now, let's get to the next thing, my brother. And this will be the final. Um, We wanted to talk about professionalism, right? Because professionalism is one of the hot topics that uh, you hear it in the forums. Just people within Mm -hmm. the industry, they don't like the way barbers. They don't like how we conduct ourselves. And again, we both have agreed that it's a cultural thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're used to being in an environment where... I'm from the South Bronx. You know, you're from Miami. We (laughs) grew up in rough areas. So we cater to a rough clientele. So when you come in our office, DMX and Mob Deep is in the background, lighting up the whole city, you know? (laughs) You know, so like we've been, as barbers, we've been conditioned to be chameleons. To be a successful barber, you have to be a chameleon, right? Where you working? I'm working in the hood. Guess what? I'm listening to that hood shit all day, every day. When I come in, I see my client. Yo, what's poppin', fam? I'm all loud. I'm telling him his Jordan's a fire. There's a certain personality that has to follow with that because you have to be a chameleon. But now when you get into the s and world, you know, you're not charging $60 for a haircut now. You're not charging $20. You've got a high-ticket item, $2,000. Three thousand five thousand seven thousand with that a certain level of professionalism has to follow. Do you agree with me on that Taylor?
1: one thousand percent bro one thousand percent this it's always like uh, it's, a, it's a topic that a lot of people say, yo, you know all these barbers are jumping into s p and uh, they're gonna ruin the s p industry right so because they're going to start doing ghetto shit, doing it in a dirty barber shop when hair's flying around, uh, cross contamination, um, charging clients, you know, $200, $300. Um, and I can agree with them to a certain point. You're all, that's all, you're not, we're not going to be able to stop that. There is going to be barbers that do do that. Yeah. Um, and the clients are going to, clients are going to do their research and they're going to choose who to go to but uh as a barber any barber that's extremely professional uh is the guy who should do SP. you know we're not going to be able to stop those ghetto guys that don't want to do things the right way it's going to happen but um the, you know it won't last long and to to do SP, yes we're it's a high ticket number and somebody's not coming in they're not going to come into your barbershop and just hand you three K to tattoo their head. Yeah. You know, it's not gonna While DMX like is that. in the
0: background. Uh, you know,
1: yeah. <laughs> burning you know, up with, the city with these dudes, you know, just getting fucked up in the front, drinking beer, you got loud dudes, you know, it's, and they're not, you know, uh, people are coming from all over for this procedure too. So, uh, somebody driving to your barbershop, from a different neighborhood is not necessarily going to be too thrilled about walking in a shop into some hood that he's never been. So, you know, you got to start organic and you got to grow it, but you got to grow, you got to keep growing. You know, the, uh, the, the, our target, like I said, the target is to get your own studio and get it out of the barbershop, you know, and um, just keep it extremely professional, man. You got to, you got to have all your licenses in order. You got to have everything straight. You know, I'm a big uh, believer in ambiance you want to have your shop aesthetically very nice pleasing clean something that suits your personality um but again very clean and uh you know it, look at uh, cars right we walk into a mercedes dealership and their showroom floor looks awesome then you walk into a used car dealership and they just got cars laying outside right. in the field it's you know what i mean so um, you got to have your stuff straight, you know, and, you know, you got to work up to that as your target. But the goal is it's, it's OK to charge cheap at the beginning and do it after hours in the shop as clean as possible, you know, but you got to grow out of that. You cannot keep doing that forever and you will never get a full price doing that. You know, um, you know, yeah. like like uh, like I mentioned, juice, you know, juice has his room in the back of the shop. Uh, you know, even, uh, I want to say even Jesse started like that. I started like that. We all started like yeah, that, you know? Did. Um, but we're extremely clean and extremely professional. So that allowed us to, to get to where we're at, you know, doing it, um, in a really bad environment, you will not, it's not going to last you won't make it like that, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. And, um, you know, I. For barbers, or even the you know the, the the artists that don't understand or not familiar with the the barbering culture, the whole goal of today was to just bring awareness to both sides. Um, specifically for the barbers, you know, for for me and Taylor, because like you know we see a lot of us. You know a lot of barbers are coming into the industry. I think it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. I know how hard I had to bust my ass to bring home mm-hmm. $1500, $2000 cash and what that was doing yeah. for my back and for my feet. So yeah, I want to see barbers, you know, make a little more more cheddar, but at the same time, I love this industry's provided me and has put me and it has been a vessel to open up yeah, a, a lot of other opportunities so i want to preserve that and i mm-hmm. just wanted you know and that's why i'm glad that you know you agreed to have this uh this tough talk with these tough yeah. subjects because i think it just needed to to be addressed and it's not coming from a from a from a bad you know it's not with bad intentions man we just want yeah. you guys to know when you come over here you know they're already looking at us you know what so just bring your talent over bring your skills and let that speak for you but don't bring your ignorances and all that ghetto shit that we learned to sell ourselves with in that culture you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah, in yeah, this, in, use this industry to distinguish yourself and you know just help you know propel it forward because there's a lot of people that are in this industry that are really hoping that it goes to that next level. And the last thing they want is people coming up to them and saying, hey, I, I, I only feel like I could offer you $300, you know, to do my mm-hmm. procedure because the industry has developed such a such a <laughs> shitty name.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, you know, uh, you know, I want uh, this industry, not that I even want, this industry is going to grow, like, oh, man, this, if 10 years from now, this is gonna be crazy. Um, You know, everybody has to do their part, man, to just keep elevating it and keeping it as professional and clean as possible. It's still adding our own touch and style to it, you know. Um, But man, barbers, I I love when I see barbers uh, get trained and and start doing SMP. Man, it does something for me because uh, I spent like fucking my whole life behind the chair made good money. But man, it's. Dude, I got a torn, I have a torn hip. I have two tears in my hip and my labrum from cutting hair from standing up and you know, I need hip surgery.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't even do squats in the gym no more because of that. You know what I mean? So like, I know how hard it is, man, to be stuck behind the chair. You'll feel almost hopeless sometimes. Um, so I love when I see a barber elevate, you know, um, what you got to do is super professional, man. And, um, and man, it's going to, it will change your life, you know?
0: Yeah. Absolutely, for sure. Taylor, I appreciate you, brother, jumping on the podcast, man, and um, finally getting this done. I feel like it was long overdue. And for all you guys listening, I really hope that you guys get some value out of this and nothing gets taken out of context. And you just essentially hear and see two gentlemen that have barbering background and have done really well for themselves in this industry. And essentially, we're just trying to preserve it and propel it forward forward. Taylor, before we go, just let everybody know where they can reach you, contact you. If you want to put anything out on a training you got coming
1: up, by all means, do. So, uh, everybody, you guys can contact me. My Instagram is Taylor Perry. YouTube, Taylor Perry. Website, Taylor Perry. Everything is Taylor Perry. Google, SMP. I'm sorry. Google, Taylor Perry, SMP. I'm going to pop up. Um, branding my name, more than Oprah, branding her name. Like, let's... And, I'm easy to find. And we trademarked, baby. And we trademarked. Yeah, and I'm trademarked. Believe that. <laughs> um, so, you know, just a, a recap real quick. You know, uh, thank you so much for having me on, man. My I always pleasure, love brother. talking to you, bro. You've been a always. huge help in my, uh, in my uh, path of s and you, You've been there with me since day one. And uh, you've been a huge help for me, bro. Thank big you, big time. Brother. More than that you know. means
0: a lot to me, man.
1: And um the SP industry and everyone in it, man, I appreciate everybody for doing their part. Um, I love everybody's different styles and uh I mean I, I just appreciate everybody. The industry is amazing and um you know, everybody, I want everyone to start, you know, supporting each other more, which I'm starting to see a lot of yeah. people coming together more and more a lot with of years. tagging each other and stuff, you know, so like that, that that means a lot to me, man, watching people grow and uh, people start collabing with each other. And um, if I can give any if I can give this whole industry some advice is, man, to keep showing each other love and keep helping each other get better. And um, let's just keep collabing, man, making this stuff, making this industry grow for sure.
0: Hell yeah. Awesome, man all right ladies and gentlemen that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the scalp solutions podcast again thank you taylor perry for taking some time and jumping on the podcast until the next time peace